Hello. Good day, everyone. Hope everything is going well. I'm I'm decided not to ask you how you're doing anymore because it's just a lot of pressure on me to sit there in silence to wait for you to say something or sometimes you don't say anything at all. It's like a just a nod or just you don't even listen, I guess, or not you listening. You're just acknowledging. And I get it. I'm a podcaster. I'm speaking to you not first face to face. There's no eye contact. And you know, how intimate is it when I'm asking how you are when I'm speaking to all the two listeners that I have? Um just kidding. I probably have like four. It depends on the episode. Um but hey, this is reading with finest. I am finest. I'm reading American Indian Myths and Legends today. The story from American Myths and Legends that I'm going to read is Gulskop Spites the Water Monster. Uh, follow me and everything's just fine on Instagram to see illustrations of mine. Hey, 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 try to read every day. If not, no worries. I, I got you. No problem. Read for both of us. Or the multiples of us. Uh, let's see. Anything you want to say? Yeah. Uh, you know, just going to admit some failure. The four times a day reading coming in, I was saying that like I got you four times. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be well prepared and I'm gonna really take 2020 on a new 2022 on a new like working hard, giving you content, producing new things. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, so far so not good. I did only one episode yesterday. I've done. I'm gonna do one today right now. And also the whole like I'm gonna read before uh, I start. It was going well for a little bit. But here we are. I'm gonna read this straight from the cuff again. Uh, I'm gonna say it's a chance to see my improvements in my reading. But another part of me is like, mm, finest, you gotta get your shit together. Uh, but hey, here we are. Trying like we do every day. Gluscott fights the water monster. <clears throat> this is a story from three different tribes. I was able to pronounce Micmac okay, but the rest of them, I'm going to use the internet to help me out. Uh, first one is this one. Passamaquity. Passamaquity. And then the last one besides Micmac is this one. Mozit. Mozit. These are stories from those groups. I'm, you know, like I said last time or last episode, I'm excited to get into these monster stories. They're always really good uh, to me. Uh, now also very long, so be prepared for that. This one I don't think so. It's so long though. All right, here we go. Gluskop fights the water monster. Gluskop yet lives somewhere at the southern edge of the world. He never grows old, and he will last as long as this world lasts. Sometimes Gluskop gets tired of running the world, ruling the animals, regulating nature, instructing people how to live. Then he tells us, I tired of it. Goodbye. I'm going to make myself die now. He paddles off in his magic white canoe and disappears in misty clouds. But he always comes back. He cannot abandon the people forever and they cannot live without him. Gluskot is a spirit, a medicine man, a sorcerer. He can make men and women smile. He can do anything. Gluskop made all the animals, creating them to be peaceful and useful to humans. When he formed the first squirrel, it was as big as a whale. 
What would you do if I let you loose on the world? Glooskop asked, and the squirrel attacked a big tree, chewing it, 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 it to pieces is no time, in no time. You're too destructive for your size, said Glooskop, and remade him small. The first beaver also was a big as a whale, and it built a dam that flooded the that country from horizon to horizon. Glooskap said, you'll drown all the people if I let you lose like this. He tapped the beaver on the back, and it shrank to its present size. The first moose was so tall that it reached to the sky and looked altogether different from the way it looks now. It trampled everything in its path, forests, mountains, everything. You'll ruin everything, Glooskop said. You'll step on people and kill them. Glooskop tapped the moose on the back to make it small, but the moose refused to become smaller. So Glooskop killed it and recreated it in a different size and with a different look. In this way, Glooskop made everything as it should be. Glooskop had also created a village and taught the people there everything they needed to know. They were happy hunting and fishing. Men and women were happy making love. Children were happy playing. Parents cherished their children, and children respected their parents. All was well as Glooskap had made it. The village had one spring, the only source of water, far and wide. That always flowed with pure, clear, cold water, but, one day, the spring ran dry. Only a little bit of, a, of slimy ooze issued from it. It stayed dry even in the fall when the rains came and in the spring when the snow was melted. The people wondered, What shall we do? We can't live without water. The wise men and elders had a council and decided to send a man north to the source of the spring to see why it had run dry. This man walked a long time until at last he came to a village. The people there were not like humans. They had webbed hands and feet. Here, the brook widened out. There was some water in it, not much, but a little, though it was slimy, yellowish and stinking. The man was thirsty from his walk and asked to be given a little water even if it was bad. Uh, mm, mm, we can't give you any water, said the people with the webbed hands and feet, unless uh, our great chief permits it. He wants all water for himself. You know how that is. Uh, uh, wh wh where is your chief? Asked the man. Oh, uh, man, uh, man, I guess I'll deepen that voice. Where is your chief? Asked the man. You must follow the brook farther up. They told him the man walked on and last met the big chief. When he saw him, he trembled with fright because the chief was a monster so huge that if one stood at his feet, one could not see his head. The monster filled the whole valley from end to end. He had dug himself a huge hole and dammed it up so that all the water was in it and none could flow into the stream bed. And he found he had foiled the water and made it poisonous so that stinking mist covered its slimy surface. The monster had a mile-wide grinning mouth going from ear to ear. His dull yellow eyes star stared out from his 
his head like huge pine knots. His body was bloated and covered with warts as big as mountains. The monster started dully at the man, stared dully at the man with his protruding eyes, and finally said in a fearsome croak, uh, Little man, what do you want? The man was terrified, but he said, I come from a, a village far downstream. Our only spring rain dry. Our only spring ran dry. Because you're keeping all the water for yourself, we could, uh, we would like you to let us have some of this water. Also, please, don't muddy it so much. The monster blinked at, a, at him a few times. Finally, he croaked. Uh, do as you please. Do as you please. I don't care. I don't care. If you want water, if you want water, go elsewhere. The man said, We need the water. The people are dying of thirst. The monster replied, uh, I don't care. I don't care. Don't bother me. Don't bother me. Go away. Go away. Or I'll swallow you up. I'll swallow you up. The monster opened his mouth wide from ear to ear. And inside it, the man could see the many things that the creature had killed. The monster gulped a few times and smacked his lips with a nose like thunder. At this man's courage broke, and he turned and ran away as fast as he could. Back at his village, the man told the people, Nah, no, nothing can be done. If we complain, this monster will swallow us up. He'll kill us all. The people were in despair. What shall we do? They cried. <laughs> now Gluskot knows everything that goes on in the world, even before it happens. He sees everything with his inward eye. He said, eh, I must set things right. I'll have to get water for the people. Then, Gluskot gritted himself for war. He painted his body with paint as red as blood. He made himself 12 feet tall. He used two huge clamshells for his earrings. He put a hundred black eagle feathers and a hundred white eagle feathers in his scalp lock. He painted yellow rings around his eyes. He twisted his mouth into a snarl and made himself look ferocious. He stamped and the, the earth trembled. He uttered his fearful war cry and it echoed and re-echoed from all the mountains. He grasped a huge mountain in his hand, a mountain composed of flint, and from it made himself a single knife sharp as a weasel's teeth. Now I'm going, he said, striding forth among thunder and lightning with mighty eagles circling above him. Thus Gluskop came to the village of the people with webbed hands and feet. I, I want water, he told them. Looking at him, they were afraid. They brought him a little muddy water. I think I'll get more clean and cleaner brought him a like I think I'll get more and cleaner water he said Gluskop went upstream and confronted the monster I want clean water he said I a lot of it for the people downstream
后，后，后，后。All the water is mine. All the water is mine. I'm trying to get my croak back, but please go away. Go away. This is the same monster. Just the voice is changing. I'm still trying to croak. Or I kill you. Slimy lump of mud, said Glooskop. We'll see who will be killed. They fought. The mountains shook. The earth split open. The swamp smoked and burst into flames. Mightily, mighty trees were shriveled into splinters. The monster opened his huge mouth wide to swallow Glooskop. Glooskop made himself taller than the tallest tree, and even the monster's mile-wide mouth was too small for him. Glooskop seized his great flint knife and slit the monster's bloated belly. From the wound gushed a mighty stream, a roaring river, tumbling, rolling, foaming down, down, gulging out for itself a vast, deep bed flowing by the village and on to the great sea of the east. That should be enough water for the people, said Glooskap. Glooskap. He grabs the monster and squeezed him in his mighty palm, squeezed and squeezed and threw him away, flinging him into the swamp. Glooskap has squeezed this great creature into a small bullfrog, and ever since the bullfrog's skin has been wrinkled because Glooskap squeezed so hard. Retold from several 19th century sources and now this 21st century source. Um. Yeah, thank you for listening. That was really with finest. I'm teary eyed mainly for making my voice so crack, uh, making it crack so much, and I wasn't even doing that much. So that's cool though. It makes you feel alive, you know. In your throat. You know, that's that's real reading right there. When you you go through like true pain as you read it, you know, no pain, no gain. Even not gain. You know, I don't think that's always so true. Or very rarely is true. If you're feeling pain with things, I don't know. I mean, I don't. Let's not talk about that. It's a whole different project about pain. And do we need it? And does it mean gain? I don't know. I mean, sometimes it's one of those, those what's some things, proverbs that you pick and choose when you use it. It's contextual, minds of context. Much like these myths and legends that I am reading you. Taking the context of these things, trying to be greedy and take all the water from people. And, you know, people deserve things. That, I don't know if that was the moral of the story. If I'm not thinking back, the moral of the story probably was something like have some courage to fight and also be able to change as much as you can to big so something can't swallow you up. Morph shapes and look for the greater good So because they need water. Uh, well, thank you for listening to Reading the Finest. This is Finest. I'll be back here tomorrow to read to you again. Uh, yeah. Today's the day. Uh, ba-doop-doop-doop-doop, 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 ba-doop-